of my studying process is I've had to take a break due to some personal reasons. I've moved a lot this month. Sorry, not this month, this year. I've moved at least three or four times. And because I start studying for the LSAT at the beginning of this year and with all the moving, I have like bits and pieces of the LSAT already done, like studying wise. And now that I'm trying to be more consistent because my test is in November, I feel like I don't really know which bits and chunks I've already have, already memorized, and what I don't have memorized. So what would you say as a tutor, what's the best way to kind of see where have you backtracked in your studying? What's the best way to know what you already know and what you need to work on after someone who's taken time off? Yeah, sure. So I'll push back a little bit and ask you, let's say we weren't having this conversation. How would you figure it out? What's the simplest thing you could do? Take the test. <laughs> take, yeah, take a test. Take a practice test. Just take yep. a diagnostic. I mean, I don't recommend cold diagnostics because they can often be discouraging, but you've been at it for a while already. You just want to know what do you have down? What might you be rusty on? And what might you need to cover from scratch? And so take a diagnostic. There's over 100, there's nearly 100 released exams, 89 of which are numbered. So pick any of them, something fairly recent, but not too, too recent. Just take one see how you do. And obviously with a grain of salt, knowing that you will get more fresh on it as you get back into the swing of things. Definitely. That makes sense. Yeah. You've got some good time. You've got almost three months. So you can really, if, yeah. you, if you buckle down these next three months, you can make anything happen. Definitely. I definitely agree. And I guess, um, so taking the practice test and then because I have been studying out of the LSAT trainer that it's kind of, I'm, I think I'm like halfway done with the book that I guess after taking the practice test and going to the book, I feel like the material is just so dry. And I don't know, like, do you feel like other students have this problem where they're going through half the book and they feel like it's so dry and that when they read it, it's kind of like, I feel like it's just not sticking or I'm not trying hard enough. Or I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, books can get a little bit overwhelming at times when they're hundreds and hundreds of pages long. Even a great book can get boring because it's about the LSAT, right? So yeah. change, maybe you want to change it up a little bit. I mean, now there's all these videos out there. I mean, obviously I have mine on the LSAT Unplugged yeah. YouTube channel. I have the podcast, my courses and stuff. But videos in general can be a lot more engaging. I mean, when I, back when I was studying... I would have to reward myself after every single chapter of a book by, wow. watching, by watching Chappelle's show. Every single chapter, like, okay, I've got another episode of Chappelle's show coming up. I'm just going to watch that as like my carrot and stick thing. That, that was the carrot. That was what kept me moving forward. And so maybe you want to set up little, little rewards for yourself, or maybe you want to change it up completely. I love that. Thank you. I think that's, that's probably the strategy that I'm going to have to use. Yeah. Yeah. You need little bite-sized rewards, especially these days with internet, social media, we're used to a lot more stimulation than what you get out of a book. And the LSAT can be pretty dry sometimes. I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah, definitely. What else? What other obstacles are you facing right now? Because you've got three months. November is probably going to be a flex. Are you, are you down with the flex? Are you familiar with that? I am familiar with the flex. Um, I know a lot of people are saying that we can go online on the website, LSAC, and they're giving us Basically, the test that they have on there is exactly what the LSAT flex is going to look like. So I did see that in the comments. So I am reviewing that that part. Um, I know kind of in the Facebook group, there are people are kind of 
you know, posing a lot of problems with kind of like the proctors testing and kind of also the scoring system and stuff like that. But I think that the LSAT flex can be a blessing or curse the way, depending on how you actually take tests. Um, I think that, you know, doing it on your computer from your own home might be more comforting for other people versus going on to um, another location to get there. I'm thinking that because it's in November, I'm not really sure if it's going to be flex or paper, but I'm trying to prepare myself the best to actually be able to you know, do it both ways. I think that's probably the best way to prepare for it. But other than that, I think, you know, I mean, you just got to do what you got to do. And I think everyone right now is just trying to make it work. So yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Cool. Well, it sounds like you're not too intimidated by the format, which is a good thing because the content of the exam is the same, whether it's flex or digital on the tablet or paper, the questions are the same. It's no more difficult one format or the other. And by the way, where, where are you located? I'm located in Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. So there's no more paper LSAT period. It's going to be either flex online or it'll be digital on tablet, which I think is actually pretty unlikely. I mean, they just recently announced October is going to be a flex, which then in my view puts the odds of November being a flex even so higher. Because <laughs> it's going to be September in like a week. Yeah, they're going to they're going to announce on November probably within the next month, but I it's almost certainly going to be a flex. And by the time they decide, typically 6 weeks prior they make the announcement, even if they did change it in an un, un, unexpected direction that it would be on tablet, you'd still have plenty of time to do tons of exams on a tablet if you wanted to. But like you said, the LSAC website, LawHub, they've got the majority of the exams in that digital and flex format. The software is the same between them. So as long as you're familiar with the format, with the countdown timer, the flagging function, the highlighting, you'll be good to go. Yeah, and I, re I didn't really like the part that we can actually X out the answers. And I was just like, oh, hey, this is kind of like what I do when I'm studying. So it's kind of like paper into digital. So it's Oh, yeah. I mean, multiple yeah. choice, you got to be able to cross off. You got to be able to say, this is no yeah. longer something I'm considering. I'm down to two, and then you're good from there. Definitely. So if they're having it on tablets, are they providing tablets for the students taking the test or how are they, how is it? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So the online LSAT flex during COVID is from home on a computer, but if they were, let's say there were no COVID like it was last year, then uh -huh. you take the LSAT in person at a testing center on a tablet, specifically a Microsoft Surface Go. And it's their tablet. You can't bring your own because who knows what you put on that, right? Like they give you the tablet, they take uh, it away. <laughs> automated answers. Just yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So they're not taking any chances with that. So it's their tablets. They supply it. They pick it up. They take it at the end. They're, they're watching you the whole time. On the Flex, it's your computer, but the ProctorU software takes over your computer. They X out of all the other programs. They don't let you play any games with it. They really have good software control over it. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. And they're, record, they're recording it all too in case yeah. of anything. So it's just this new world we all got to get used to. But it's yeah. you know, a lot of people like it because like you said, it's at home. Assuming you've got a quiet home environment, good internet connection, you're not going anywhere. There's nobody distracting you. It's just, it's just you there home alone taking the exam. You're done in two hours. Yeah, definitely. And I think just when you're doing it at home too, it's 
kind of like you kind of feel like you're just if you're continuously taking the test in the same environment you kind of feel like okay i'm just doing another session of my practice session so i think you are less stressed taking it versus when we're going to actually a testing center and you see all the students there and you're like oh man everyone's here everyone's with the same pressure so I think, I think you're right. I think there's less generally, there's less buildup, less adrenaline, less anticipation. You could be in your PJs, you, you take a, a few warm-up questions five minutes before, you put them aside, you log in, you get started. Again, you're done in two hours. You didn't even have to go anywhere. You didn't put on shoes. Like it's, it's pretty smooth, I think, assuming you've got good internet. And by the way, if you didn't have good internet or your computer wasn't suitable for the ProctorU software, LSAC will mail you a loaner and you just mail it back at the end. So wow. they, they do take care of you on that. That's yeah, they've got it because too many people don't have the right device. Some people don't, don't have a computer, period. Some people have like Google Chromebooks, which aren't really sufficiently sophisticated to handle the ProctorU stuff. So yeah. not everybody has a good device. And if you don't have a good internet connection at home, they'll pay for you to take it out of a hotel, which is pretty nice too. Yeah, I know. When I saw that in the comment sections or Facebook group, I was like, wow, that's really nice. That's very nice of them. Yeah, they've got it. And they, they, they're they doing right by people on this, which is nice. They really do want to make it accessible, which I'm happy to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. So, because I guess I don't want to take up all the questions. Like, do you have any questions or? Well, let me think. I guess well, I, I'd love to know more about your biggest challenges. You said that you've been moving around a lot. You've been busy, haven't had the time to put into the studying. So, what are your plans over the next few months between now and November, mid-November, assuming whether it's a flex or regular, what are your plans? So uh, what I've been doing is I've been going to the gym and then I get on the elliptical and I'll just watch the LSAT video and I'll do that while I'm working out. And I think it's just kind of giving me a new environment to learn and focus. And I found that that's been kind of helping. So I think really what I should probably do is I think moving forward, my I think my strategy is that I'm going to continue doing videos when I'm at the gym during my cardio sessions, um, just to spice things up and actually get, you know, some, some information in while I'm working out, like being productive. And then I think what I'm also going to do is actually do what you recommended with my LSAT trainer book um, and just kind of do by chapter and then give myself a reward because you know, our bodies and our brains like wired like that. Um, but probably one of the most important things is, yeah, I do need to take, I need to sit down and just take the, take a test and just be like, Chriselle, where are you missing? What are you not getting? And then just kind of go from there. But I think that because the LSAT, when we're looking at the books and different books in general, there's just so much information overload that I kind of just, you know, when there's just so much information, I kind of get paralyzed and stuck. And I'm just kind of like, what's the best way? Everyone's saying that this is the best way. And then another person says, this is the best way. And then, of course, I think that all students who are studying for the LSAT, we just want to do our best. But then we get all this information overload, and then we just get paralyzed. And we end up just not really doing much at all. So I think, yeah, my strategy moving forward would just be take the test. Um, I'm going to commit to finishing my LSAT trainer book because I'm already halfway done. I've been using that material, so it probably makes more sense to just stick with that material versus try to learn a whole new book who might teach me a whole different method. And since I only have, like, I think about less than 90 days until my test, it's probably better to just, you know, stick with what I'm learning already. And after that first time taking the LSAT test, I can use different materials for the second test, I guess. 
if you need it. You may not need it. Hopefully you won't need it. Yeah, hopefully. But I mean, I am hoping to score really well, you know, because I do, you know, want to get, you know, scholarship money for law school. So I mean, either way, I'm committed to, you know, taking the test and getting it done. I think it's just a matter of like, I mean, when I moved to Minnesota from Chicago, I didn't, it was kind of like when the whole George Floyd thing happened and it was just so crazy and with moving and then my dog getting sick. And, you know, I think life happens a lot, but what I've kind of been learning is that all these things happening, if I'm, if I'm committed to taking the LSAT, I'm still studying during these periods of high stress. I'm learning that I'm increasing my baseline so that when I'm actually in law school and things, life happens, I can still stay committed to law school. Um, there was this girl, I forgot where her name is, but she, um, she was 24 and she, she was doing her finals for law school and she was actually going into labor. She was at, she was, she was in her finals for Harvard Law School and she was going to labor and her finals was due and she got, she went to the hospital, got her epidural and then she, she took her finals on the hospital bed. Yeah. So it was just, so I I literally have that on my, on my, um, my cabinet right now. It's like just showing me that herself, if you increase your baseline for how you can handle the stress and you're going through law school, you can be a better prepare handle it. So I just keep telling myself that and yeah. Well, I have no doubt you'll get there. The one recommendation I would add in addition to what you said is yeah. take that diagnostic, target your weak areas. You don't need to work through any resource from cover to cover. Pick the specific areas that you need to focus on and then dive deep on that. So for example, if you're good on inference questions, but yeah. weakened questions give you trouble, then target weakened questions. Doesn't even matter necessarily which resource you use, as long as it's of course a high quality resource. But you might also want to look at multiple resources to see what each one has to say on that exact topic, and you'll see what sticks for you. That yeah, I love that. Thank you for just suggesting that. So basically, what? So let me just kind of rephrase what you're saying so I get it. So basically, what you do is take the test, see what my weak areas are, and just focus on finding the resources for those weak areas and strengthen that, basically, right? Exactly. So you don't need to work through every single thing start to finish in its entirety. People will say to me (laughs) that I've got hundreds of videos in my course, and I'll say they only have a month. Should they work through everything. I'd say, of course not. That's hundreds of hours. It's overwhelming. It's really overwhelming for us. Yeah. But you don't need to go through all of it. You could, if you worked through 10% of it, but that was the 10% you needed, then that's fantastic. And you don't need to go through all of it You'll to get what you need to get the score increase you're looking for. That's so true. Because before, like, my mindset was just kind of like, all right, I guess I got to read each section for this and this and this, because then I have a complete knowledge of it. But it makes more sense because I think some people, because some people would actually don't even study for the LSAT and score like a 160. So it makes sense that everyone has like a different starting base point and just makes sense to find your weak areas, work on that, and then go from there. It makes total more sense. Thank you for that. That's exactly it. That's exactly it, Chriselle. Well, I, th- I think you reached your insight for today. So do you want to share a little bit about your channel and where people can follow you who are watching on my end if they want to find out more about what you're yeah, up to? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I have an Instagram. Guess you want to follow me on Instagram. It's Chriselle Grace Lee, C-H-R-I-S-E-L-L-E, and then Grace L-Y. And then I also have a podcast on Spotify. It's just called The Chriselle Podcast. 
Oh, fantastic. Well, I'll link those below. I'll definitely encourage folks to check you out. And for those watching on your end, my name is Steve Schwartz. I run the LSAT blog. I also host the LSAT Unplugged YouTube channel and podcast. I also, of course, have the LSAT Unplugged Facebook group, as well as an Instagram, and folks can find me through any of those channels. Awesome. Thank you. You've been so wonderful. Thanks for reaching out to me and just putting this together. I really appreciate you. I think you're doing such great work because actually when I first started studying for the LSAT, you were like the first person that I found. So I've always been like watching you following for quite a while. So when you reached out to me, it's like, oh, this is so cool. Like this is the guy I've been following for a while. Of course. Well, awesome. I'm really glad we connected. Please keep in touch with yourself. Great connecting Definitely. with you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for tuning into the show. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already to be notified of new episodes as I release them. And feel free to reach out if you need anything at all as you move forward with your prep. I'm happy to help however I can. In the meantime, I wish you all the best and take care.